Hello, everyone. We are live. My name's Emily. I'm one of the English tutors here at Chatterbug. Um, I'm from Canada, currently traveling in the Dominican Republic. Um, I just started streaming this week, so maybe you've seen me, maybe you haven't seen me yet. If not, nice to meet you. Come say hi in the chat. All right, so looks like we have Yanina here today. Hello. Ruya, Vahid, Elena, Mariam, and someone with their birth date, maybe. <laughs> Don't know what your name is. Um, so the topic today is all about budget travel. Um, definitely one of my favorite topics. Um, so with budget travel, it's not necessarily about trying to go to a bunch of different places. It's so much better if you slow down, um, take your time, and think about your average daily spend. That's kind of my approach to budget travel. Um, I'd like to know when you go on a trip, do you usually set a budget? Um, and when you set it, are you the type of person who sticks to it? Do you always go over budget? Or do you prefer to just go with the flow and figure out the expenses later? What is your approach to traveling? I'll give you guys a moment. We also have Jenny and Mabube in the chat. Welcome. So for me, I usually try to set somewhat of a budget. I like to look up uh, the destination and see what other people are kind of spending as um, usually there'll be a sort of band. So a lower and higher for budget travel, maybe um, a bit nicer travel and then luxury travel. So there's usually kind of different recommendations for the average daily spend for different locations. And so I'll look at that first to give a top down budget. Um, but then I'll start to build up what I what am I going to spend in the different categories. Um, but yeah, all right. So we have quite a mix here. Um, but most people are saying they go with the flow. <clears throat> so you've bought your plane ticket. You're going. You know, you'll figure out <laughs> the expenses as you go. Maybe be a little bit mindful, I guess, if there's some very large expenses. Um, other people say they're always going over and only two people say that they stick to it. So it seems like maybe travel budgeting is something, maybe life budgeting too is something that we could all work on. Um, awesome. Okay, so we're gonna talk today a little bit about what are the different categories for this budget travel? Um, what are some cheaper destinations? And what are some things that you can do while traveling to extend your budget a bit. Um, so ways to make money or to stay places where you don't need to pay. All right, so let's start with budget categories then. Um, these are kind of the general categories you might look at. We'll go into each in more detail. Um, so pre-departure, airfare, other transport like bus, metro, uh, maybe renting a car. Lodging and meals, special experiences, and miscellaneous items. Um, so what I recommend is to try and set out this budget as best as you can. Always add a contingency, probably 15 or 20% more than you think. Um, and then see how this totals up. And if it looks like a huge number and you're really stressed out, um, 
don't worry, you're, there's probably places you can start to cut. That's just kind of your top budget that you've done. Um, so once you realize, oh, that's a lot more money than I have saved um, or than I want to put on credit, um, then that's when you start to think about, okay, how can I start to um, reduce these items? Um, but I think it is important to always leave some room for extras. I think the what you can get into is the the thought that oh I'm just going to put you know the minimum amount um, for each of these and nothing's going to happen nothing's going to go wrong but that's not always the case. <laughs> um, so I would like to know for you when you're maybe setting your budget or when you're planning, what is the most important thing for you? So do you rather spend money? on a really nice hotel. Um, maybe you want somewhere that has a pool and um, a cool rooftop or something. Um, do you like to spend money on good food? So you wanna go try all the local delicacies or is it epic excursions for you? So for me, that might include like, um, like a boat trip or a hot air balloon ride or doing some sort of, um, some sort of lessons maybe for a new sport that could be included in that category. All right, and I guess part of what might influence this is also the type of trip you're doing. So, you know, if you're just really tired, you've been working hard and you need a week off, probably the nice comfortable accommodation is gonna be the most important for you. Maybe with a nice view, you don't really wanna go and see the sights, you just wanna chill. So it depends on what type of trip you're doing. Perfect. So. Um, the top one coming in is comfortable accommodation, then epic excursions, and then nice restaurants is the least. So I guess we don't have very many foodies here <laughs> today on our stream. Um, all right. I'm probably, for me, accommodation is probably the least important. I want it to be safe and clean, but it's just somewhere to end up at the end of the day, usually for me. Okay. So let's go through what are those different categories and then you can think about ways that you might be able to reduce those costs. Um, so the first one is pre-departure expenses. So this is things like maybe visas, um, getting your travel insurance, which is extremely important. Never travel without your travel insurance, please. Um, any sort of new clothing you need, let's say you're gonna be going on hikes. So you need to get some nice hiking boots or hiking pants. Um, and so this is kind of like all the things you need to go before you even, you've even left. Um, don't leave this out of your budget because uh, if you find that your, your trip budget is already really stretched and then you realize you need all these extra things, um, I mean, there's always credit, but it's great if you can uh, avoid using that. Um, perfect. So another thing to note on travel insurance that I've learned is that many... Uh, providers have a maximum time limit for the trip. So it might be one month, might be three months. So if you're going to be doing a longer backpacking style trip, leaving your home country or your resident country, um, then you're going to need to look into some other options. And the cost is a lot, a lot higher um, when it's a long trip versus those shorter trips that you might do. So something to keep in mind. Um, I think this is particularly important if you're going to be traveling somewhere like the States, which has insane costs for um, medical. So 
please always travel with travel insurance. <laughs> Not something to skip the budget on. Um, the next one is airfare. And um, I think a lot of the times we have a destination in mind first, but I would encourage you if you're trying to be on a budget is um, maybe just go based on the dates and be willing to travel anywhere. <laughs> um, if you're just looking for some beach time or some hiking, um, there's different websites where you can put in your start airport and you can search for everywhere. Um, I know one of them is Skyscanner. So you could put, let's say I'm from Vancouver. I put Vancouver everywhere and I can see during that month, where is the cheapest place to go? Um, airfare can often be one of the biggest costs uh, when we're traveling. So if you're a bit flexible on your location and it's more about what kind of activities you want to do or you just want to go somewhere new that you haven't been, um, that is an excellent way to save money. Um, there's also different websites out there that will allow you to put in your home airport and from that it'll send you deals every month of places you can go. So be flexible, I would say, with airfare and that's a good way to save. The next one is other transportation. Um, so this might be local buses, taxis, you might rent a car, which the cost of renting a car varies a lot. Um, I've been some places in Europe where it will be kind of 10 euros a day for a little cheap car. Um, whereas in other parts of the world, it could be you know 50 or 100 for just a basic cheap car. So the costs will vary a lot for whether this is part of your budget travel. Um, but one of the best ways I've found in my recent trip for this is to have your own vehicle. So um, one way to skip airfare and some of the, these other costs is to travel overland between countries and have your own vehicle, either that you sleep in as well so that you don't have accommodation costs or maybe just one that provides your transportation and then you're staying at B&Bs or hotels along the way. Um, and a good way to figure out what these costs might be, again, just Google it, look up the specific location and get an idea of the range. Perfect. Let's see who else we have here. So we have some people from Ukraine, France, Costa Rica and Kurdistan. So wide range of uh, people joining our stream today. So the next one, lodging and meals. So when people are talking about traveling on a budget, this probably means they're staying in a hostel. So a hostel is like in the picture here. Um, you'll be staying in a room with other people. Um, and usually you'll be given somewhere to lock your belongings. Um, and so this is a great way to meet other people, especially if you're traveling on your own. Um, it's a lot more social, but also you can save a, a lot of money um, rather than paying for a whole, whole hotel room, you're splitting the cost of a room with other people. Um, and I've found them to be really great, actually, because it's quite competitive. Um, all of these hostels are trying to um, provide a really great experience. And so if you have an eye to the reviews online, um, and you maybe don't say it the cheapest, cheapest one, um, unless that's part of your budget, then I think you can find some really great options when looking at hostels. Um, another way, of course, if you're traveling with a partner or friends, sometimes getting an apartment ends up being cheaper and more flexible. So this, I would recommend a hostel absolutely as a solo traveler. Um, and 
if you're with a partner or a group of friends, then maybe you look at some other options to share an apartment. Um, but that's a perfect way to save lots of money. Another bonus of this um, is with meals. Uh, so if you're staying in a hostel or an apartment, then you're going to have the ability to cook your own meals. Um, I'm not talking about cooking every meal. It's nice to go out and try some of the local restaurants too. Um, but, um, but it is a great way to stay healthy. Um, sometimes it's hard to find, you know, nice salads and healthy food depending on the country. Um, and save money. So for me, I like to have the flexibility to not have all of my meals out, especially when traveling for a longer time. Cool. So the next one is special experiences. So what does this mean? I talked about it a little bit earlier. This could be things like um, going on a boat ride, diving, um, taking some lessons, uh, or, or in the picture here, a hot air balloon ride. Um, so this is something I did in Myanmar in a town called Bagan over the temples at sunrise. Definitely not in the budget really, but um, one of my favorite experiences ever. And so my, my advice to you is when you're setting out the budget, think about some of these big kind of special experiences you want to do because it might be worth cooking at home a few more days or it might be worth staying in the cheaper hostel for a week, but it means that you're going to be able to afford the special experiences. So if you don't think about them before, even if you don't know specifically what you're going to do, but setting it aside an amount that is for something special, um, then you're not going to feel like, oh, when it, I'm there, I can't do it because I can't afford it. Um, no, if you have found ways to cut your budget in other places, then maybe it is something that you're going to be able to afford. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, one thing I would note is that even if you're going to a cheaper country, um, what you, you, you might think that everything's gonna be cheaper, but no, the, often the tourist things still have an elevated price because their tourists uh, might be coming a lot from wealthy countries where um, they know that they can pay. So for instance, Someone said they were from Costa Rica. When I was there, I found the cost of doing like zip lines or treetop walks was very expensive, more than I would pay in Canada or in Europe. And the reason is because people come from across the world and then they want to do these activities and they're there. So it's sort of a, a captive market. So don't expect just because it might be a cheaper country than where you're from that these special experiences are gonna be cheap. So do research them ahead of time. And finally, miscellaneous. Um, maybe you're someone who likes to um, collect, I don't know, shot glasses or keychains, um, different odds and ends. You wanna get uh, presents for family back home. Um, so this I think is just a total personal preference and estimate it's also probably one of the easiest places to cut. Um, so I think, you know, you don't need to always get presents for everyone when you come back. Often, if you come back with your stories, maybe you cook them a meal from the place you've been. You took a cooking class there. Um, that's a wonderful way to share uh, your travel experiences with others and to stay on a budget. <laughs> 
Let's see. So I had, I'm just going to go to the chat for a moment. So Sergio said, traveling over earth or over land, as people we usually say in English, um, is more expensive than taking an airplane. Absolutely. Sergio, if you're just looking to go from one place to another, often it will be more expensive by the time you account for um, gas or, or diesel and maybe hotels if you're not staying in your vehicle. I'm talking about more traveling overland when the purpose is more traveling and um, experiencing places rather than just getting from point A to point B. So that's kind of the distinction there. Um, absolutely. Right now, I'm, so I'm, I'm on a trip. I'm kind of halfway from Canada. I'm down to Panama. Of course, it would have been cheaper to fly there, but then I wouldn't have been to all the places. So that we have to take into consideration is what is the prep? All right, so I would like to know um, this sort of long budget travel. Um, have you been on a trip like this before? So a short one, maybe a short one where you were staying in hostels. Um, yes, a long one, three months. Yes, very long one, six months or greater. No, I like luxury travel or no, I haven't had the chance. I'm just curious to see who we have here. All right. I'll give you guys another moment. Lots of other people in the chat. Egypt, Russia, Cuba, Mexico, Catalonia, Asgard, Iran. Great. The whole world's covered. <laughs> um, okay. So right now it's a mix between haven't had the chance and yes, a short one. Um, and just a few people who have done a longer trip like this. So maybe they have some ideas to share with me as well about their own experiences. And a couple of people who say, no, no, I like luxury. Give me the fancy hotel and the fancy restaurants. I don't, I don't want to be uncomfortable. All right. So I'm going to go through a couple of definitions now when we're talking about this backpacker or backpacking. Um, so backpacker, literally someone who's traveling or hiking, carrying their belongings in a backpack. That's it. Um, it's usually someone traveling on a budget. It's often... Um, Often someone who's younger, but doesn't have to be. But that's kind of the classic backpacker. We also have um, someone who calls, who we call a flash packer. Um, this isn't a very common word, so you might not have come across it before. But it's kind of a term where we're referring, referring to an affluent backpacker. So the flash part is because they're, they're moving around quickly. Because um, one of the most expensive parts of travel is, uh, let's say you wanted to go to 10 countries in 10 weeks. Um, your average daily spend is going to be very high for transportation because getting from place to place is expensive. Whereas if your travel was over maybe six months, you're going to be spending a lesser amount on transportation um, and just going a bit slower, trying to stretch your money, maybe because you're making money along the way. Um, or you have plans to work. It's different different reasons, but so this flash packer is kind of a word you can use to talk about a backpacker with extra comfort. So not luxury, but a little bit up from the usual backpacker. Um, okay, so I want to know. So we're going to talk about how you can kind of stretch your travel. What do you think are some of the jobs you can do if you want to travel and work at the same time? 
um, put your answers in the chat. So these could be some on online jobs or offline jobs as well. What do you think would be good jobs that you could do in person if you're someone who wants to travel? There's so many. And I think um, since the pandemic, it's also becoming a lot more common for companies to offer. It's just a kind of area that's going to continue to grow. And Sergio told us, yeah, he went to the States and stayed in hostels, and it was a great way to make friends. Absolutely. It's nice. They often organize activities for you. Um, so it's wonderful. Right now, I'm staying in the Dominican Republic. I'm in an, in an apartment rather than a hostel because um, it's not such a backpacker uh, location, this one. Um, I'm kind of, it's more of a sports destination. There was one hostel, but it was far in town. So it would have taken me a while to get to the certain beach where I'm doing kite surfing. And so it wasn't really an option, but I would have loved to stay at a hostel, um, save some money and meet people. So I'm still staying somewhere where there's lots of people around, which is nice. Um, but totally, um, hostels is a great way to do that. So let's see, everyone's starting to put some ideas here. So waiter or waitress, absolutely, especially seasonally, if you're going somewhere where um, they're really busy in the summer, easy to pick up some work. Online jobs would be great. Yes, there's lots of them around, um, just like this. Um, customer service online, totally. Being a journalist, yep, that's one of the more classic travel jobs. Um, I've met some journalists at different times and it's pretty amazing the stories they have to tell. Um, being a web designer or web developer, absolutely. If you have some good computer skills um, and a client base, you can go wherever. Graphic designers as well, totally. Yeah, so for a lot of these jobs, um, you can do it as a freelancer. So that means that you would have your own business and you're looking for clients. Um, you could work for a company or, um, or you might find something in the destination. Um, last one here, someone says being a trader. Totally, yeah, day trader. You just might wanna have a few screens that you can travel with um, to do that job, but absolutely something you can travel with. So let's go through a couple more ideas just to share with everyone. Um, let's see here. Okay, so I think a few of these were mentioned. Um, freelance writer could also be like a journalist, being a virtual assistant, social media manager, uh, English teacher, uh, photographer, graphic designer. So we mentioned those. Um, but as, as I said, I think many companies and jobs where traditionally they might have expected you to go to the office are now saying that it is possible for you to work online. Um, whether you can work from any country, um, that would depend on the specific country or the specific company situation. Um, sometimes there's tax reasons why you can't just go work in any country. Um, so that would be something that requires a bit more um, investigation. And offline. So let's say you just really want to go travel, but you don't quite have the money yet. There's things like working at hostels. Um, so often they'll trade you room and board um, for a certain number of hours of work a day might just be a couple hours and you get a bed so you don't have to pay for your accommodation. Um, cruise ships. So I think 
often when you're working on a cruise ship. It's a big commitment. I think it's like six month shifts sometimes and maybe no days off and the pay isn't great, but um, you're going to be traveling around the world and I think you'd have an amazing time getting to know the different crew members. Um, so could be a really cool thing to do um, if you just want to travel but need to have some income. Another one I've come across is um, organic farming. That's the WOOF, W-W-O-O-F. Uh, so this is where you trade some work on the farm for room and board again. So if you're traveling and your budget's a bit tight, maybe you decide to go and work on a farm for a couple weeks to kind of help the daily budget, which is what I'm always looking at, that average daily spend. Um, house sitting and pet sitting is something that is also on the rise. I see a lot of people posting about it. So that's when um, someone's traveling for a while and they want someone to come look after their pets and maybe stay there. Um, that might be paid or that might just be free accommodation. And then there's a website called Workaway that has various jobs around the world. Um, I haven't done any of them personally, but I've met people who have, and that's um, a great way for them to keep traveling. So I would like to know, um, still on the budget topic, topic, uh, what is the cheapest country you've traveled to? Or what do you think would be the cheapest country? And of course, this word cheap is kind of um, a matter of perspective. Of course, if you come from a country where there's a very strong currency and strong job opportunities, what seems cheap to you might be very expensive for someone else. So I do try to avoid using um, words like this when I'm traveling. If you're in a restaurant or a shop saying, oh, this is so cheap. Like I absolutely uh, try not to. I would say the countries I've been to in Central America are not that cheap actually. Um, probably the least expensive one um, that I've been recently is Mexico, but still not, not crazy cheap, especially um, anything imported. Let's see, a couple other people saying Mexico as well. India, yes, definitely. Um, it's an interesting point. Someone says Germany because I have relatives in that country, right? So a country might be cheap for you because when you go there, actually, you have people who are sort of taking care of you um, or providing you with room and board. Tanzania. Yeah, and so Tanzania is one where might be cheap for your kind of day-to-day -day goods, but if you're wanting to go on safari, or goes uh, um, diving, then those things won't won't be cheap, right? Those will be kind of tourist prices still. Um, so that would be your special experiences. Other people, a couple of people saying Turkey and Thailand, definitely. Um, Iran, Mexico again, Peru, yeah. Yeah, so Peru can be can certainly be cheap, but maybe, you know, if you're going on some lots of treks and things, um, they might be inexpensive compared to maybe what you would pay in Europe, but still, it's, it's um, you're still spending a decent amount of money. Someone says Kazakhstan here. Yeah, so many options here. And I think really it's a bit more personal into what are you going to do in that country, um, even if you're saving money on cheap hostels and um, maybe cooking for yourself. If you're doing other expensive activities, that can still shoot your budget right up. 
Okay. So um, I was just looking online and this isn't in a list of one to five. This is just five examples of some of the cheapest. So Cambodia, a hostel bed. So remember that's in that room. It has multiple beds. Might be about four or $5. You can get a meal for $1. It's US dollars I'm using. Um, I think most people might have an idea of conversion to US dollars. Um, and there you can visit some beautiful temples um, and learn about some interesting uh, history. Nepal. So this is one where, you know, if you're just going on normal treks, then not expensive. But if you want to go do Everest, I think that's like 20 or $30,000 to go to the base camp. <laughs> so something, I don't know, something crazy. So that is certainly not budget travel to go to Everest, but to go to Nepal and maybe do some other hikes uh, or treks in the region could be an adventurous budget travel. El Salvador, um, somewhere I was recently. So if you're going to foreign, uh, foreign food restaurants in beach towns, not so cheap. But if you're going to local restaurants um, and just enjoying the nature, then yeah, it's pretty cheap. Um, and there's a lot of really cool places to see there. Bolivia, this has the salt flats, Lake Titicaca, the Amazon jungle. Um, and I remember I was there, it was about 10 years ago when I went, but for $5, I had a three course meal, including a drink, which I thought was pretty good. And that was in the capital city. And finally, Bulgaria. Um, I visited Bulgaria just on a long weekend uh, when I was living in London. So I got a cheap flight with one of the, the cheap air carriers, I think less than less than 50 bucks. And we stayed in a private room in a nice hotel for about 20 bucks in the capital city. Um, not super nice hotel, but clean and safe are the sort of <laughs> um, categories I consider important. And they had some great walking tours of UNESCO sites in the city. And then we rented a car, um, which was relatively inexpensive to go visit some other UNESCO World Heritage sites. Um, so those are just five examples of places where you could go for on a, on a budget. Um, but like anywhere, they also have luxury options. Um, they just have some good budget options. So, all right, I think that is it for the stream today. Um, let me know in the chat if you would like to know about any other specific topics. Otherwise, there'll be a few streams coming up this week as well, um, various topics. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about how to build a camper van. So that's one of the ways I suggested that you could save money on transport and accommodation. Um, and we'll see what else. So thank you for joining and enjoy the rest of your day or evening, wherever you are. Bye.